0: This is the Horse Talk Show podcast with Louisa Barton. Welcome back to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital, broadcasting live from the Ocala Jockey Club in the horse capital of the world. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and joining us now we have Dr. Samantha Carter from Peterson and Smith, and we are going to be talking about equine infectious anemia. Hi, Dr. Carter. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Tell us um, a little bit about some of the signs and symptoms of equine infectious anemia.
1: Well, equine infectious anemia, the typical kind of sign that we think of is um, a fever. Um, the disease is also called swamp fever. Um, clinical signs can be kind of depression, weakness. Um, And in some cases, there are no signs at all.
0: Now, how difficult is that to diagnose for you as a veterinarian if there are not any symptoms present?
1: Um, Luckily, we've had a test for many years, uh, the Coggins test, which is either an AGID or an ELISA test that um, can test for the disease.
0: Now, what is the importance to a horse owner of testing for Coggins because as a trail rider and a lot of friends of mine who are trail riders and also being very closely connected to the competition world whether it's three-day eventing like this weekend racing or whether it's hunter jump whatever world you belong in you must have a Coggins test to go anywhere and in fact just to transport in a horse trailer you must have a Coggins test that shows negative once a year why is that so important
1: it's really important, um, kind of, it's our first steps in trying to eradicate the disease, um, and it's a disease that when a horse is infected, it is often fatal, And or if a horse does survive the initial disease, they'll have to be quarantined for life. So it's a horrible wow. disease, and um, it, the test is important because it's, helping us kind of eliminate the disease in the horse population
0: now quarantine for life is obviously very serious so that means right. if a horse is on a farm owned uh, by the farm owner with let's say a few other horses that horse can never interact with the other horses on the same farm correct yeah
1: it's uh um it's not ideal for horses who like to live in a herd and right. you know, they're very gregarious creatures yes. so um it's not something we like
0: to diagnose in a horse how do you see these cases is it is it fairly frequent um obviously uh we're always a concern here in florida with mosquitoes anything that mm-hmm. mosquito born is a bigger concern i lived down south for a long time in south florida where we had a lot more concern about that than we do here in ocala but is this something that you see a lot
1: I have not seen a case of equine infectious anemia, um, but we do test for it all the time. I'm always running to the clinic with mm-hmm. our a test. dog and tests <laughs> to run um, because you do, like you said, you do need it for showgrounds and trails and transmitting courses of, uh, across state lines.
0: Absolutely. Now, as far as when you do see symptoms, uh, what other than a fever, are there any other symptoms that? They, a person might be concerned if they see.
1: Would you mind repeating that?
0: Yes. It, other than the fever that you mentioned, if a horse is displaying symptoms, what symptoms might you see?
1: Sometimes their mucous membranes will have petechiasis, which is another name for bruising. Um, so that's another sign. Um, and then the fever, weakness, lethargy, um, just overall poor doing.
0: Now, as far as what the next is, once you've had the test and you're sure that you you are getting that, that positive, what would be the first step for treatment?
1: Um, so if you have a positive horse, is that what you're asking?
0: Yes. What would be your first uh, step in the treatment protocol? Unfortunately,
1: the USDA, usually requires um, euthanasia or lifelong quarantine um, and treatment for the disease if um, lifelong quarantine is pursued would be supportive care so um, IV fluids and nutrition until the horse is able to kind of get over this bout of the disease.
0: So it's not a a favorable prognosis the best case scenario is uh, support for the symptoms and the quarantine from any other horses. Um, is, is there a, a kind of a any, uh, happy ending, like a good outcome for this and is there any way of preventing it?
1: Um, unfortunately, prevention, there is no vaccine, but that's why we um, recommend and require in many cases the Coggins test yearly to keep um, the disease out of the population.
0: And what about um, uh, passing this to other horses, or is this uh, even zoonotic as far as passing to people?
1: Um, it, the disease does not affect people, and it's not a, a horse-to-horse transmission. Isn't possible. It's usually um, horse flies, um, stable flies. They'll bite an infected horse and carry it to another horse, bite them, and infect them.
0: Wow, so it's very then obviously fly, um, mosquito, uh, horse fly control is very important. So obviously keeping your horse in an area that you have some control over, as well as fly sprays and things like that, could be a you know big factor in passing it. Yeah, controlling
1: the bugs is
0: our right, and and that goes back to almost every disease. uh, So many diseases that we look at go back to um, fly and bug and mosquito control being so important. So it seems to me like that's a a key factor, obviously, as well as uh, regular veterinary care and checkups and examinations if you have any concerns about your horse's health. Anything that you would like to add to that, Dr. Carter?
1: I think we covered um, the main points that I wanted to talk about.
0: I think the most important thing, and and we've reiterated this on so many segments, is um, monitoring your horse very closely. Even if you have an older horse, as I do, that's turned out in the pasture and living a very happy semi-retirement, is monitoring your horse on a regular basis. You know, an an example of that is I just brought my horse in for a trail ride on Sunday and was grooming him and found some uh, bots, you know, little eggs on his leg. I haven't seen those on him for years. And so immediately I removed them. But I think it goes back to monitoring your horse very carefully, checking your horse very carefully. And if you see anything that appears to be a little bit different or, you know, than you normally see on a daily basis is to contact your veterinarian or reach out to Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital at 352-237-6151. You can also find them online and also on Facebook and follow them. Lots of advice and good tips from all their veterinarians. They have a huge ambulatory force as well as incredibly talented and skilled veterinarians with years and years uh, in specialized surgery and all kinds of techniques and really on the forefront of uh, really state-of-the-art everything. So uh, definitely a veterinary clinic you can follow and get lots of tips from. But I think it's very important that you monitor your horse and any changes that you find And uh, obviously, a Coggins test is very important once a year, so keep up on that. Dr. Carter, thank you very much for joining us, especially in a remote location at the Ocala Jockey Club this weekend, but we love to support our local equine events. So I thank you very much for being with us today. You're you're welcome. Have a good weekend. Thank you. You too, and happy Thanksgiving to you and all the staff there. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Carter from Peterson & Smith Equine Hospital guys this is louisa barton i really hope you've enjoyed this edition of the horse talk show podcast connect with us on facebook twitter and youtube and let me know what you thought now please go out there and share the podcast